This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. How does it come to this? <laughs> You know, when Rob sided with you on Dissing on the Visit, I thought to myself, there will be a day, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but there will be a day in the future where I get them back for this. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Conjecture in a Horrorist podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, you guys. Hey, Santa. Hi, I'm your host, Santa. I mean, I mean, no, it's Rob. It's Rob. It's not Santa, everybody. So just, oh, you know. Oh, jeez. I know. I, I know I surprised you guys. <laughs> you guys really thought I got Santa to come on, special guest, but it's just me. It's Rob. You know, I mean, I'm fat and jolly, but still, you know, it's okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is our Christmas episode. So what do you expect? Uh, you know, expect more things like this craziness, shenanigans, uh, we have Christmas uh, wraps coming up in a bit, so get ready for that craziness. Um, so how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Jolly good. Happy holidays, you guys. Happy holidays. Yeah. yeah happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This week, we're conjecturing uh, 2016's A Better Watch Out. This was uh, Laura's movie pick. So, Laura, thank you. Very, definitely festive. Definitely fits for the season. I like it. I've never heard of it. So it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Same. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. Um, so what are you guys wearing tonight with your Zoom backgrounds? What do you got going on, Laura? I'm wearing my Christmas sweater, and I also have these little reindeer ears, which you can't really see. And my Zoom background is a still from the movie of uh, Ashley, kind of looking out the window when they think that there's someone out there. It's very snowy and festive. Nice. I like Now, it. is this like an it. ugly sweater, or is this uh, an actual good sweater? I think it is actually a good sweater, but it's ugly to me. Mm. Yeah, no, it's ugly borderline. to me. It's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, all right. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> okay, and Greg, what do you what do you got going on tonight, Greg? I've got my festive Christmas sh- shirt. It's this button-up shirt, and it's got stringed lights, sort of like uh, Stranger Things, and I've got... Honestly, I thought this was a, a Christmas tab, but I realized it's it's got the colors flipped. Where there should be red, there's white. Where there should be white, it's red. Mm. But I kind of look like Waldo. But yeah, um, yeah. you do look you like, do look Waldo. like Waldo. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, you can add that to your wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Waldo, and my background it's it's an alternative movie poster to this movie. It's I guess you would call it an ugly sweater, but it's like a a, a Christmas pattern. It's got snowflakes and act like an axe. Some uh, you know baseball bats and a little bit of blood on the side, yeah. Okay, all right, nice, nice. Yeah, and for me, my background is just like an image from the movie of like the fireplace with a Christmas tree, uh, but there's blood splatter all over the the fireplace and the stockings, and it's pretty cool. It's actually pretty festive. It's actually pretty nice, you know. Um, and then my outfit, I'm wearing uh, an elf shirt. It says, uh, you know, you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> So, I love that. Got my got my my elf sweater on, you know. Uh, where, did I brought, that, where did you get that? I think I just got it at like you know whatever Hot Topic or something like that. Fantastic. You know? Yeah, you know Hot Topic want to sponsor us, you know, conjecturing pot at Gmail. Uh, okay, so um, 
<laughs> so let's get what we're drinking tonight now. Let me get the drop going here. Sometimes I forget to do the drop, so uh, let me get it going here. What's in the cups? Cups, if you're a cup company, you can sponsor us. Conjunction Pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Red, Red Solo Cup. Is that an actual company itself? I don't know. Is that a, I think that a company? So. Yeah, we'll, we'll sponsor us. You know, we'll drink out of Red, Red Solo, Solo Cups. Solo Cup. Yeah. Um, so what are we what are we drinking tonight, Laura? What's our drink on this Christmas Eve? We are drinking a Jingle Bell. Do you get it? Very nice. <laughs> I get, get it. Nice. All right. First Christmas pun. That's right. Yeah, if you want to recreate this drink, you got to add some gin, obviously, with some cranberry juice, a splash of simple syrup, and mint leaves, which I have muddled in, and it is delicious. Mm-hmm. It is very good. It's very good. I actually like it. Yeah, it was like jingling down my throat, so I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think we got any updates from listeners, questions, anything like that. Uh, do you guys got any any updates from previous shows? You guys got anything from Brightburn last week? Did either of your children develop powers or Greg, did you enslave your child and make him get you sodas all week? <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about oh, that too. God. I, I never forget. I never forget. No, I mean, but he'll, You're like he'll, Santa, the real he'll, Santa. I know. Sure, yeah. get there. He'll get there. One of these years we'll, we'll be at that, that stage. He's too young. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we're still waiting to see if anybody emails in maybe about that movie and what side they land on as far as, you know, what it meant and the wasp thing and did it work. And, you know, uh, yeah, so if you didn't already, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail, you know, or if you haven't even listened to the episode, go back to last week and listen to it. It was a fun episode. So let's get to a little bit of the opening of the, not the opening, but a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the intro of the movie here. Like we said, we're doing uh, Better Watch Out. This is Laura's movie pick. So, Laura, why did you pick this movie for us tonight? I, when I saw that this pick was going to be launching on Christmas Eve, I really wanted like a festive horror movie. Um, I came across this one and I was like, okay, this looks cool. And then when I saw the cast, it was like, how could I not do this? <laughs> the same kids as the visit. Yeah. Ah. It was so it was so weird to see them again, right? Like like yeah. the, the younger whatever brother whatever he's he's the friend in this movie. He looks exactly the same, but I feel like the sister and and the daughter from the visit. I feel like she does look older. You yeah. know what I mean? I could tell that the I could tell the kid was older. The boy, yeah, he seemed a little wiser. <laughs> As his character, or as like an actor? As an actor. <laughs> okay, I was like, I was like, his character is just about the same character. <laughs> That's true. All right. Um. Yeah. So before we get to any more of the movie this week, let's do our horror segment of the week. This week, I I don't know if this is considered. I think it's considered a game myself. So I'm gonna do the game yeah. draw. You know. Um. Let's do it. I mean, there is a winner. It's true. There is a winner. There is a winner. You know. Um. I want to play a game. Okay, so this is a game we're playing this week. This is Laura's invention. Laura, so you can uh, take it away, explain what's going on, fill us in. Okay, welcome to the Conjecturing Christmas Rap Battle. This game is similar to the Celebrity Rap Battle, specifically Drop the Mic with host Method Man. This rap battle was inspired by two of our main cast members of Better Watch Out, Olivia DeJonge and Ed Oxenwood, who played brother and sister in the M. Night movie The Visit, which was our very first movie review. Now, while I enjoyed that flick, these guys here hated it and especially <laughs> shat all over the kids rapping. Yeah. So Ooh. to punish them, they now have to prove that they are more creative than M. Night and can provide a better delivery than a 12-year-old boy, which shouldn't be that hard, right? Well, you wouldn't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so 
episode again started. I'm your MC for the night, Blitzed Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> I will be deciding which of our two rappers wins based on Christmas puns, horror references, and lastly, the juiciest smack talk. Normally, there's an audience applauding, which who is the obvious winner. But since I won't be able to hear you all, the vote comes down to me. But don't worry, I have a very refined taste for rap lyrics. <laughs> So here I'm going to introduce our rappers. So going first tonight here in Zoom Square A, we have Greg, aka Michelangelo Flow. There you go, there you go, Greg. Yo, what up, Michelangelo Flow? Michelangelo Flow <laughs> resides in Orange County in Southern well, California. There goes, there goes all your cred. <laughs> Lost my cred. You can't, can't drop my. <laughs> As my daughter would say, "Too bad, so sad." Oh, and man. you are known for your alter ego Graves, who resides in his own grave. Although Michelangelo Flow has Better, been yeah. said to be the level-headed one of the pod, many fans question this as he not only selected chips as his weapon of choice during <laughs> the Choose Your Own Whore venture, but he also was the host that chose to review the happening. Mm, sure. Michelangelo Flow, we saw how well you knew your E40 lyrics, so we know you have it in you to be the ultimate winner tonight. It's a good intro, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And here in Zoom Square B, we have Dr. Rob. All right, as you're talking, I'm going to put on my little outfit here. I got to transform a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hailing from LA County in Southern oh, California. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. There we go. All right. Okay. Can you see through those? What is that? Legit. <laughs> so, do you, one of you guys want to describe what just happened? Oh, I can't. <laughs> So, so I put on a, I put on a LL Cool J S cat, you know, some uh, I don't know whose glasses these are, maybe Humpty, you know, something like that. I got a gold oh, chain here, God. like like maybe Little Wayne, something like that, you know. One of my idols, back that thing up, you know. Oh my God. Oh uh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming for Greg. I'm That's coming from badass. Greg, you know, he he resides in the OC. You know, yeah. I think I got him. You know. Okay, so hailing from LA County, also in Southern California, Dr. Rob is the official host of our podcast, generally known as being the guy who quote unquote is here to fuck shit up. Yeah. Known for his questionable horror picks like Return to Oz and Labyrinth, you make up for it with stronger picks like The Lost Boys and The Exorcist. Dr. Rob, I hope you brought your A-game and are ready to fuck Greg shit up tonight. Wait, hold on. Why didn't you bring up my good picks? You brought up his. See, this is... I feel like you're biased. You're biased. Uh. No, I gave you... Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Greg. All right. Factual. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we will see if we still have a podcast when all of this is over. So, uh, Greg, you are up first. Let the battle commence. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So how does it go? Do I just I just read you the, the my, my lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like do your best flow. You know what I mean? Your best flow with whatever you know, kind of beat, you know, or beat you want to go. You know, look at that. I'm already rhyming. Jeez. Read it with some gusto. All right. All right. Here we go. <coughs> I still don't know what a bar is, but hopefully I think it's eight, three, four, it's five, fine. six, six, five. Yeah. Five. Did you eat a did you eat a protein bar? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? Yep. yep. All right, here we go. Rob really smells sweaty little bells. Jumped in Santa's sleigh, couldn't fly away. Christmas is here. Y'all grab a beer, gather near, and sit back and relax while I feed you some of these snacks. 
<laughs> it's too bad you didn't understand the brilliance of the faculty, but come on, you thought things killing was better? That's your reality. Your sound editor's got less audacity than your defense of that catastrophe. <laughs> nice tits, bitch. Psh, my movie's eaches up like mama's two kids spitting out cherry pits. Stealing your bad Wi-Fi from the Cobra Kai, lightweight can't handle a non-alcoholic Mai Tai. Wait up, hold up. Where are you going? Come back here with that eggnog. I need to get you a spotter. Pour a cocktail for the show, but open it up and guess what? It's only carbonated water. <laughs> If you had a daughter on the train to Busan, she'd be invisible to you like L.A. County air pollution. You'd misplace her. You'd look like the Overlook Hotel furry got mixed up with Peter Brady in a turkey baster. Chugging pea soup, grinding lower his gears. Crying Dexter contestable extraterrestrial syrupy tears. You spitting weak fire. You a bland dragon. I'm Aaron Rodgers. You're Wilson, Mahomes, or whoever else these days you got driving your bandwagon. Tell us, Rob, what's the real prize in your fantasy league? Care to divulge? Is it Santa's sack, an alien probe, or David Bowie's bulge? Man, you must be hitting the bong with all the love for that Justin Long. Tusk on his dong. You and him stuck in 99, still bumping the thong song. The next time you pick a good movie will be the day Rudolph retires. You need to get locked up for 15 start making gingerbread lattes for Michael Myers. Oh, dang. Yay. Man, I'm like, I'm, I'm on fire right now. Greg, you burned me big time, man. <laughs> Burned me, you know. I, I don't mind being on Justin Long's dong though, so that, that's not really insulting. You like you're okay with your tusk on his dong? I'm good with that one. I'm good with that one. That one's okay. <laughs> Damn, Greg. I feel like that was way longer than like eight bars or whatever you said, Laura. That was I'll like allow it. I'll it's, either allow it. si- it's either six or ten. Like I it's like it's the, six that was like fourteen or eighteen. <laughs> no, I mean Damn. did okay, all right. I can't really do anything that he's already said it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I mean, right, I, I mean oh it's my pretty, God, let's I mean, get Dr. I mean, it's Dr. pretty Dr. messed Rob. up. Greg wrote that in like five hours, and I it took me like days to write mine. You know, like I said, Greg just has Greg just has the rhythm. He has like you know, yeah, he's good at this. You know, but, uh, okay, all right. And well, let's see how this goes. All okay, right. all right. Oh man. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I mean, I definitely don't have as as much articulation and cool words as Greg, but you know, I'll see what I can do here. You know, okay, you guys ready for mine? Okay, all right. Oh man. All right. Yo yo, conjecturing. Uh, wait, I'm starting. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I already messed up again. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Yo, yo, conjecturing Christmas prod 2020, y'all. I know it's been a tough year, but we be ringing movie picks like sleigh bells all year long. So let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Yo, 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 what's up? Or should I say ho, ho, ho? It's Christmas time and I'm here to flow. So get up, get a move on, get your groove on. It's a DR, the R-O-double-B, the demonic podcasting guru. Just call me Pazuzu. (laughs) No <laughs> gifts or <laughs> no, no gifts or jolly, just horror movie picks. One of our hosts fucks it up every week like a bag of uncircumcised dicks. <laughs> so, so yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep bring picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Greg, your picks, your picks are drone, grown alone, bare bone. They flow like shit, cologne, kidney stones, blood from a shattered fucking jawbone. The only thing worse is you watching movies on your fucking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so check the flavor that I'm bringing. The motherfucking R O double B will keep the motherfucking picks ringing. So yo yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Greg M Knight called. He wants his picks back. He also said to lay off the crack. Sniff something else. The advice he told you, just not the happening again. Unless you want us to pwn you. <laughs> Your movie picks are more slight than night. Everyone wishes you would pet cemetery a fucking kite. <laughs> Most of your explanations come off as bare. They're just as fucked up as Josh Hartnett's hair. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. You horrifically underrated Kuzama's The Invitation. You were probably sniffing more of the Happenings carnations. 
Laura's gears are grinding like a drink garnish from her plantern. You better watch out. She's also lighting a red fucking lantern. Your chances of jacking me are slim, G, because I rock from sunup until Santa comes down the fucking chimney. Ho, 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 and so as I continue to flow, because, yo, I'm just a flying fucking Christmas bow. One last thing before I'm out. I rung a friend to give a shout. Yo, Graves, you vouch for this elfish fool. You'd have more fun with Bagul in the pool. So jump <laughs> out that coffin and into a box. Don't forget to yell, Greg sucks cocks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that red lantern line. That was dope. <laughs> Damn you guys. That was badass, Rob. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's actually a super close actually battle, you know? Yeah. Cuz I definitely I had a feeling Greg was going to come like pretty pretty good cuz like I feel like he has like that flow he could do and his articulation and the words he picked were really cool. Mine was like super basic, I think, but I had some good good jokes in there. Yeah, your shit's raw, dude. I was like <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Man, dude, the Josh Hartnett line, killer. Damn, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I mostly tried mine. I really wrote mine being like, what's going to make fucking Laura laugh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, she's the judge, so you got to do that, you know? Oh, man. I know, because I, I, I don't even play fantasy football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you can stricken you can strick, you can strick in that bar from the Brooker book, okay? <laughs> All right, we got to hear with music now. Come on. DJ, spin that shit. <laughs> Rob really smells sweaty little bells. Jumped in Santa's sleigh, couldn't fly away. Christmas is here, y'all grab a beer, gather near, sit back and relax while I feed you some of these snacks. It's too bad you didn't understand the brilliance of the faculty, but come on, you thought Thanksgiving was better? That's your reality. Your sound editor's got less audacity than your defense back catastrophe. Nice tip, bitch. My movies eat yourself up like mama's two kids spitting out cherry pits. Stealing your bad Wi-Fi from the Cobra Kai Lightweight can't handle an on alcoholic Mai Tai Wait up, hold on, where you going? Get over here! Come back here with that eggnog I need to get you a spotter Pour a cocktail for the show But open it up and guess what? It's only carbonated water If you had a daughter on the train in Busan She'd be invisible to you like Ellie County Air Pollution You'd misplace her You'd look like the Overlook Hotel furry Got mixed up with Peter Brady and a turkey baster Chugging pea soup, grinding lower his gears Crying Dexter contestable extraterrestrial syrupy tears Spitting wheat fire, you a bland dragon. I'm Aaron Rodgers, you're Wilson Mahomes, or whoever else these days you're driving your bandwagon. Tell us, Rob, what's the real fantasy league? Care to divulge? Is it Santa's sack, an alien probe, or David Bowie's bulge? Man, you must be hitting the bong with all the love of that Justin Long. Tusk in his thong, you and him stuck in 99, still bumping the thong song. The next time you pick a good movie will be the day Rudolph retires. You need to get locked up for 15, start making gingerbread lattes for Michael Myers. Yo, yo, Conjecture and Christmas Pride 2020, y'all. I know it's been a tough year, but we be ringing movie picks like sleigh bells all year long. So let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Yo, 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 what's up? Or should I say ho, ho, ho? It's Christmas time and I'm here to flow. So get up, get a move on, get your groove on. It's a DR, the R-O-double-B, the demonic podcasting guru. Just call me Pazuzu. No gifts or jolly, just horror movie picks. One of our hosts fucks it up every week like a bag of uncircumcised dicks. So yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Let's go. Greg, your picks are drone growing alone, bare bone. They flow like shit cologne, kidney stone, blood from a shattered fucking jawbone. 
The only thing worse is you watching movies on your fucking iPhone. So check the flavor that I'm bringing. The motherfucking R-O-double-B will keep the motherfucking picks ringing. So yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Greg, M. Night called, he wants his picks back. He also said to lay off the crack. Sniff something else, the advice he told you. Just not to happen again unless you want us to pwn ya. Your movie picks are more split than night. Everyone witches you would pet cemetery a kite. Most of your explanations come off as bare. They're just as fucked as Josh Hartnett's hair. So yo, yo, let's go. Keep them picks ringing, keep them picks ringing. Let's go, let's go. You horrifically underrated Kusama's The Invitation. You were probably sniffing more of the Happenings carnations. Laura's gears are grinding like a drink garnish from her plantern. You better watch out, she's also lighting a red fucking lantern. Your chances of jacking me are slim, G. Cause I rock from sunup until Santa comes down the chimney. Ho, 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 and so as I continue to flow. Cause yo, I'm just like a flying fucking Christmas bow. One last thing before I'm out, I rung a friend to give a shout. Yo Graves, you vouch for this elfish fool? You'd have more fun with Bagul in the pool. So jump out that coffin and into a box. But don't forget to yell, Greg sucks cocks. I'm out, I'm out. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and have a happy new year. Peace. Man, that is so hard to do. That Yelled is so it. hard to do. Oh yeah. my god, it's ridiculous. Damn! good <laughs> and i feel like you were better with the music actually you know oh really you guys <laughs> fucking killed it i like don't know who it, won it's, this is nuts. it's super it's it, it's hard you know it's just hard to keep i can't it's hard to keep the beat i can't i honestly thought you guys were gonna show up and be like fuck you <laughs> my jingle name bells. is greg and i'm here to say <laughs> yeah like i thought it was gonna be a bunch of play on jingle balls was, but that's what that i was, thought <laughs> I think my favorite one, which is will go so unnoticed, so I have to explain it, is the end where I say that Rob is crying, Dexter Contestable, Extraterrestrial Syrupy Tears. Dexter Contestable, oh. because he, he gets people on the table autopsying them, and Extraterrestrial, because he's, uh, you know, it's the, the fear of fire in the sky. Yeah. Syrupy Tears. Syrupy yeah. Tears. I feel, like, I feel like Greg's, like, whatever his, whatever you, what is it called? The words? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, his, his words are way better than mine. You know what I mean? He has so many cool no, words in there. Like, you're rhyming, like, pollution and fucking extraterrestrial. But and, your shit's funnier, though, dude. You got me Well, laughing, that's what I was going to say. You, my, mine is more, like, just to make more Laura laugh. You know, my, I feel like my jokes are funnier and they hit harder, but I feel like Greg's overall, like, words and lyrics are way stronger than mine that's exactly what yeah. it is i feel like you guys both had so many christmas and horror puns i like lost count you both talked an equal amount of smack about each other you both referenced the podcast or something that had to do with the podcast about the same amount of times uh but yeah like gray got a bunch of points for just like all the different lines yeah. but then when it came to big laughs rob had more yeah. mm -hmm. Rob, we should create like a duo album together, Christmas album. <laughs> I, I can only do diss tracks. That's all I'm good at. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my whole rap was like ninety percent diss, and then just like ten percent Christmas and ten percent horror. You know, it was just all trying to make make jokes. You yeah. had a good amount of Christmas. You did a lot of them yeah, up front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, Laura. Oh this is a God. tough one. I don't know. It is a tough one. What was I thinking? You guys want to do it again? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> You're like, fuck it's you. hard to do it even once. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Laura? Oh, man, this was really close, you guys. <laughs> I feel like 
you you guys like oh you both made me laugh so much you both nailed it with the horror references the christmas references talking about the podcast it was fucking awesome. I mean, Rob's got his outfit. Greg had props. I just like, I, you know what? I don't ever want to run a game again because I don't like picking a winner. This sucks. I feel like we both brought it, Greg. So good job, Greg. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. ditto. Yeah. You, you both are winners in my book. You both brought it. I unfortunately have to pick a winner. And what it came down to was really just laughs over creativity. But when I come think on, about on, it, on. I think that what M Night needed was more creativity oh, no. so oh, therefore no. the winner is michelangelo no, flow. Man, <laughs> wow. i didn't I, by, by I, didn't, I didn't know by one of the criteria was what m knight needs for his raps <laughs> i didn't know that was a criteria <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i feel like he's i feel like the visit could use laughs too though that mm-hmm. movie was see i already thought i already thought the raps were funny yeah. but you guys yeah, didn't yeah. and that's the problem Anyway, so uh, congratulations, Michelangelo Flow. I send you all the bragging rights until our next battle. And thank you to both of our rappers for giving it your all. But I gotta say, do you think that Laura can do better? Who the fuck wants to hear two white men rapping? Let the boob show these dudes what the fuck they lackin'. Guys, your movie picks, they straight hard to bear. Annoying as fuck like Josh Hartnett's hair. Graves, you must be dead cause you never take a breath. Your segment never ends, I'm straight bored to death. This Christmas rap is anything but snowy. I'm making my impression like the bull John Bowie. Double, double, toil and trouble. There's an echo in here, Rob, I hate to burst your bubble. You say everything twice, Rob, you naughty, not nice. Please, dear God, just once will suffice. Now this train to Busan is pulling up the station. Lost boys, you're gonna scream at this invitation. Your necks don't breathe, cause it's all happening. This mama ain't frozen, I got the shining. Pour the schnapps how I like it, I got that sweet tooth buzz. Instead of feeling ready, time to spit the truth. But guys, I'm just playing, gotta give you a nod Cause it's nothing but love on the conjecture ring pod Let's fix him out oh, Damn no, That was that was killer so, I, so I'm the worst rapper on the pod officially, okay <laughs> I feel like you win with- Thank you, oh yeah Well, I knew, I knew you guys were gonna come at me So I was like, alright <laughs> That was good I didn't even come at you, I came out of Greg <laughs> I know. I, I mean, more like come at me, like oh, all okay. right, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to rap battle now. You, you did, you did pick up on Josh Hartnett's head. Yeah. That line is and the Bowie bulge. Yes. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that was good. Wow. I feel like, I feel like awesome. we can take all three of those raps and make like a little Christmas LP of like conjecturing pod CD. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be freaking awesome. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good job, Laura. That that was awesome, Laura. That was straight fire too, you know. Good job, good job. Man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, if anybody wants to email us in, let us know who they think was the best out of us three now. Now that Laura just like decimated us and embarrassed us again. Yeah, you can hit us up uh conjecturing pod at Gmail or hit us up Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Uh let us know who was the best there, you know. If you wanna if you wanna send us your own rap. Oh my god. Yeah, if anybody wants to send us in their fucking rap, yeah, just dissing us and our movies and 
that'd, be, that'd great. be freaking awesome you know we would play them on the pod that would be freaking so cool um oh, yeah, yeah so man I, I feel like we're only gonna go down from here now i feel like the rest of this <laughs> review is gonna be garbage but <laughs> that was so cool and fun um but yeah let's get into the movie now let's get into the movie now uh so it's time to pop the champagne let's pop the champagne and get to our movie this week uh so like we said we're doing better watch out uh 2016 film uh director is chris uh peckover peckover something like that um also did an undocumented did undocumented a found footage horror about illegal immigrants being captured hmm, that sounds kind of cool shit that's, that sounds fucked up actually shit right yeah the budget of this movie was three million dollars box office was only whatever 188,000. um but i know it's you know survived more or less on vod and stuff like that and amazon and all those things um so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Laura, do you want to do some interesting facts? I do. So apparently this movie references Home Alone many times. I only caught the paint can reference, but now I'm like, man, I got to go back and check it out because yeah. I don't. Yeah, we'll have to see when we do our review. Maybe some stuff will pop out, you know? Oh, good. Okay. Oh, the brick, the brick for sure. Yeah. Well, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 2 is bricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it's reference to multiple mm-hmm. Home Alones. Okay. Uh, and then obviously, as mentioned before, actress Olivia Dijonge <laughs> and actor Ed Oxenbold, who plays Garrett, they were in M. Night's The Visit together as siblings, as we mentioned. And another fun fact that Rob actually found is the scenes with Ashley when she's got spiders on her. They used real spiders because they couldn't afford the CGI spiders. And Olivia was horrified of them, but she was willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. I saw that like a behind wow. the scenes thing, a little video clip on YouTube about that. And and he, the director was just saying that like her her screams are like real. Like those weren't like her uh, acting. Like she's terrified of spiders. But, you know, dang. Got it. So those were all real? Yeah, those were all real spiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. guys remember that scene where he picks up the spider and he puts it in the jar and he lets it go? Did you notice that you could hear the spiders like pitter patter? Oh no, but oh, I heard that. I thought, oh my god, if you can hear the pitter patter of the spider, it needs to die. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Ooh, it out. Yeah. Maybe that was added in. That's funny. That's, That's funny. Disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Laura, do you want to do cast? Yeah. So we've got Olivia. Can't say her last name is Ashley. <laughs> do you want to do you want to <laughs> attempt it a third time with a little more uh, inflection? Maybe it's maybe it's French. Olivia Dejon. I don't know. Oh, like, like yeah, like Grey Poupon. Grey like Poupon. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Livia Poupon. Uh, we've got Levi Miller as Luke Lerner. Ed Oxenbold as Garrett. Alex Mickick as Ricky. And we've got, oh, God, I don't know how to say Ooh, his name. I know. Well, Dak Gray, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Montgomery as Jeremy. He is Billy from Stranger Things. Love mm, it. Yeah. And then we've got Patrick Warburton, or as I like to call him, Putty. And I will be referring to him <laughs> as Putty from here on out. Putty. Oh my God. As the dad and Virginia Madsen as the mom. Nice. Nice. I like it. Uh, okay. You want to do synopsis, Laura? Yeah. So this is a holiday horror comedy movie, which features a young girl who is going to a house to babysit. It's a family that she's babysat for for many years. Um, and he's about 12. His parents are going off to a holiday party and he has a huge crush on her. So she's dealing with that throughout the night. And all of a sudden they start to hear weird noises outside and getting some spooky prank phone calls. So it's kind of a home invasion horror comedy movie with a twist. Definitely the twist. That's the big thing in this movie, the twist. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just start with the opening kind of character setup, kind of establishing what's going on in this movie. Uh, Greg, do you want to start kind of talk about the opening a bit? 
Yeah. The, first of all, I just want to start by saying, you know, every time I see a movie where someone's driving a car in the opening and they get distracted on their phone or something in their passenger seat, I immediately wait for them to break <laughs> or hit something. I, with I feel like maybe it's just the, the result of us watching so many movies that you just see that coming. But um, still, it's a, it's a nice little jump scare. But you know, other than that, I feel like the whole opening, it's, it's kind of like two openings for me. You know, you have one outside the neighborhood and then one indoors mm -hmm. in the house with the characters. And I think they do a good job. It's like the, the first part outside, the whole point of that is it's kind of twofold. It's like to set the Christmas tone. You, it's snowing outside. You see kids playing. Uh, you see Christmas lights, carolers, um, decorated houses. And then also it's to sort of make it feel like it's a cozy, safe neighborhood so that they can pretty much just subvert that later. So they do a good job with that. And then, of course, then you move inside the, the house of the character, you know, and then they, you know, they, they do a good job with that, too. It's it's pretty straightforward. Like you said, young babysitter needs to watch over a 12 year old boy who has a crush on her. And then, you know, the parents go out to uh, go to a Christmas party. So it just kind of sets up who the parents are and who the different uh, the characters are on the boy that she's babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. What about you, Laura? Did you like the opening, you know, a little bit of the character set up, who they are? Yeah, I thought the opening was fun. I, you know, I, I did kind of forget that I was watching a horror movie, I think, when the movie opened, because it definitely grabbed me with that, like, Christmas cheesy comedy. And I realized just about myself personally, I like that. I like that type of movie for Christmas time. So I was like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. I like it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I was super into it. Um and then obviously I knew it was eventually going to turn into a horror movie. So that was really fun for me. Yeah. And I, I thought the characters were all set up really well. I mean, were they the best actors? I don't know. We'll probably touch on that later. It was definitely very cheesy and very stereotypical characters, right? I mean, the, the young boy is like the dorky, you know, prepubescent boy. And she's kind of like, kind of bad 19 you know clearly just gets messed up with all these ex-boyfriends and yada yada kind of like a bad girl yeah um yeah you know we've been watching a lot of silly holiday horrors lately so this one definitely i felt like had a more refreshing opening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I, I mean i'm I'm with you guys i thought the opening did what it's supposed to do it it, it sets up the mood it's wanting to set up it it sets up the characters kind of who they are the little bit of their story what they're gonna be i mean i mean i do love the patrick warburton and the mom opening scene where patrick warburton <laughs> is like uh as, or as putty wants to call him uh through this whole pod you know he's looking for his christmas ornaments around on the tree and he holds up like some <laughs> what are they like red slippers or red heels or something yeah. like that and oh my god the, the mom's line of like so you're sure you've never stuck to man's cock before <laughs> was so funny and i feel like that was just like wow that like really told you what this movie is going to be like yeah. this movie's going to be pretty ridiculous you know um but yeah i thought the opening was good too with everybody setting up the storyline and stuff like that you mm -hmm. know um yeah yeah um okay let's get into now you know a little bit of when things start to get a little crazy now um so let's get into like the home invasion part now you know, the, you know, the, the babysitter comes over and, and everything and the parents leave. So it's just her and the kid. Uh, there's the, the friend in this movie. What is his name? Garrett. Garrett, you know, says yeah. he's taken off. So he leaves. So it's just them and this, uh, this 12 year old, right? 12, about to be 13 year old mm -hmm. child is going to start his plan to, to woo her tonight, you know? Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Laura, what'd you think of like the home invasion and like that setup of the movie? I was looking forward to it. Uh, it never actually came, I guess, but 
Well, it did. It's kind of hard to, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it did. Yeah, I, uh, I was confused because in the very beginning, it seems like a car is following hers. And I don't mm. think that that was ever addressed. So mm. I kept thinking about that in the beginning when all of these things started to unfold, like, okay, who was in that car? And because I remembered that, I was like, it must be one of her ex-boyfriends because it's someone who's old enough to drive. So then mm. I was thinking they keep talking about her ex-boyfriends, which one of them is coming after her. They know where she is babysitting. But then it's funny because it kind of shifted at one point. I did think this could be Garrett. You know, I was like, man, he was hanging out at their house. I know how these movies unfold. Really? Huh. I was like, they showed him too much. I feel like maybe he's going to come back. Um, yeah. So oh. I, I thought it was fun while it lasted. Nice. Nice. Okay. What about you, Greg? What did you think? Like the whole home invasion setup and all that stuff? Yeah, it was pretty good. They, they give you enough mystery to not know what's going on there's the guy who drops off the pizza there's yeah. a weird silhouette at the window weird sounds upstairs they kind of throw you mm. off um you know but you know positives and negatives on the home invasion side i guess some of the negatives for some of the lines that they were dropping <laughs> when she heard a noise outside she was like where's the hose i'm spraying whoever's oh, out yeah. there oh like, yeah she was ridiculous <laughs> spray some with the hose and then when they open the door the kids like whoever's out there cut it out i know taekwondo it's like oh god man that just that got me um, you know, but of course, positives. I did like the fact that when, you know, apparently a brick comes through the window, they bring it downstairs and then it says, you leave, you die on the brick. And the cool thing about it at the, in the moment was that I was like, oh, thank you. Thanks for squashing, you know, the question of why don't they just leave the house? Because mm. here's the thing is that one, again, I keep coming up with these revelations when we watch these movies. I find that when I'm watching them, I'm continually subconsciously asking questions to myself. And that was the question that got uh answered in the moment i was like thank you now that sets up the fact that they have to stay in the house but that said for whatever reason i'm with you laura the moment they were showing too much the moment that he his friend garrett left the house and he got shot you're supposed to think okay well this is like what was that movie we uh the home invasion movie we watched you're, um, you're next you're next where the moment you try to leave they would shoot you mm -hmm. I, I was immediately reminded of that, but there was something about it that I immediately thought, and I wrote in my notes watching the movie, what if this is just an elaborate prank to make the main kid look manly and tough like he saves the day? And I'm like, yeah, well, we'll see. I, I just, I'll, I'll note it down and see what happens. And, you know. That's what happened. It, it just, <laughs> exactly what happened. But I mean, the the home invasion setup was cool in itself, and like you said, Laura, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. I I I like was not as smart as Greg. I mean, I'm probably never as smart as Greg. I can't rap as good as him. I'm not as smart as him. I can't do anything as good as Greg. You know, <laughs> maybe talk trash. Maybe that. You know, I can probably wanna be like Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, shit. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't like really see the twist coming. I knew nothing about this movie watching it before. And I did a, I, I did a good job of not wanting to read anything because, you know, I, I usually don't try to do that anyway. Um, so like watching this, I thought it was just a home invasion movie, you know, mm. and, and when that other twist finally happened of that it's not a full home invasion movie, I was like, Oh shit. Like that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know? So the home invasion stuff worked for me. It's, it got me, it sold on me. It worked. And I totally believed it was home invasion. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk about the twist now, you know, let's talk about the twist going from home invasion to this kid's fucking a psycho, you know? Um, so Laura, what do you think of like the twist? Did it work for you? You know, what do you think about that whole part? It totally worked for me as cheesy as it was. 
I thought that kid nailed it as a psychopath. Like he, to be so, you know, like timid and sweet and he just seemed so benign as this kid to then just be such a psychopath. And I loved the scenes where he would be dancing. He would just yeah. start dancing like, ha ha, you're dead. Ha ha, I'm going to kill you. He, I mean, that was outrageous. I thought that was so funny. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to be laughing, but I was hysterically cracking up. I thought it was yeah. great. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be more comedic because like the music yeah. behind it was kind of like a funny-ish music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What oh, about you, I Greg? loved it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah, it was lighthearted, but I felt like they were trying to make it... Uh, I guess when you see... um when you see someone committing a horrific act and they take pleasure in it and they start dancing, I think it's meant to convey that they're just, they're insane. They have, they have no conscience. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know about funny, but it was definitely, they were trying to make him out to be a psychopath, like an absolute psychopath. Mm -hmm. um, now, whether the twist worked on me, like it, you know, when it hit, I was like, okay, well, unfortunately I did see that coming about five minutes ago. Uh, let's see where it goes, though. It's interesting, the fact that they're not bringing in an outside intruder. So I was like, still like, okay, let's see what happens. But that said, I mean, it didn't, the, the twist didn't really play, the way it played out didn't work for mm -hmm. me. You know, you go through a series of scenes with, uh, you know, once she finds out that this was all an elaborate plan to get, to make it look like he was trying to defend her from a home invader she figures out the plan and she's pissed and she's like i'm gonna tell your parents you're in big trouble etc cetera, etc cetera. he is at first he's like oh man i'm in for it but then he decides to take things into his own hands i think they knock her out and they yeah. tie her up and then it just goes from there and the thing that i didn't get was like what is he actually and i, and I always go back to motivations right and i don't necessarily claim that you need to you must know a person's motivation. Look, look at the Halloween series. You never find out what Michael's motivation is, right? But at the same time, like in this movie for this character, I just didn't get what he was trying to achieve by tying her up, for example. So what's his goal is to get the boyfriend and the ex-boyfriend together in the same house. Like he's taunting her. Then what? Is it somehow like, is it, is it worth her credibly assuming him of abuse and kidnapping? to get whatever he's getting out of it like i just mm -hmm. i didn't get that and then bringing his friend along there were times where he would he would say to garrett oh he'd be like garrett we're getting out of this like what is this <laughs> what are you guys doing exactly you know and it's like if you're gonna try to make him be a badass kidnapper guy as a kid i need to see more motive mm -hmm. like now or soon you know and it kept it kept being like that like i need to see more motive show me why and it for whatever reason the twist just fell flat ultimately like i kept being like okay okay they're gonna show me something but it just seemed like there were adult writers that just wanted to see how an adult could be made into a kid actor and it just it, it seemed kind of hollow for hmm. me interesting i don't know i mean like i said i bought it because i didn't see the twist coming you know i guess yeah if you don't buy the beginning of this movie it's hard to buy the second half of this movie then you know but i, I was all in in the beginning i didn't see the twist coming so when it happened i'm like oh shit this is pretty fucking cool you know and, mm -hmm. and i think ultimately like you're talking about motive and this and that i think i think uh, he wanted to just be with her yeah and i think if she would have said yes to him in the beginning 
then I don't think any of this stuff would have happened. But I also think the way this kid talks and the way he sets things up is like he had a backup plan. Exactly. This exactly. was his backup plan. Yeah. That if she said no, that he was going to kill her, kill all her boyfriends. I don't think he planned to kill his friend. I think that happened in the moment because the kid kissed her and he whatever. I don't right. think that was part of the plan. But I think the rest of it, uh, you know, was part of this kid's plan because he talks about you know, all the other stuff he's done in the past, like, you know, talking about like, he doesn't actually sleepwalk. He did that to get out of a lie from stealing money from his mom and, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. So this kid definitely has like a deviant mind yeah. and the way he does things. And he's super smart. But uh, Laura, did you have to say you kind of want to jump yeah, in? Yeah, I, I totally agree. He had the backup plan. So I don't know that the motive was anything past that. You know, but, but I don't think so either. It's like, it's just no so the plan is to kill her. No, no, it wasn't. The plan was he was going to drug her. And he said, you will not remember any of this in the morning. It's a win win. Just drink it. And she would not drink it. And so then things were escalating. They weren't going to plan. But he is. But this is what I liked about it. He's such a psychopath that it didn't even phase him like, well, all right, that was my plan A, I guess we'll move on to plan B, no big deal. And then same with his friend. I mean, that you could tell that that probably upset him the most, but he still got over it so quickly. He was like, oh, well, I guess I had to do this, but I don't think that was the plan. He had a plan A and a plan B, but as things escalated, you just watched how if someone's so sadistic, they, they don't even care mm. that it's gone to that point. And they're like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know, Laura, because honestly, like one thing I do remember is the part where he throws her phone in the water and he puts it in like a bag or something like that. So it doesn't get messed up. And then he ends up texting one of the boyfriends later on with it. So I feel like him even doing that, that's right when she said no to him before that even like in the back of his mind, he knew he was calling the boyfriends over. He was going to text them and say to come over, which is before she said no, which is before she didn't drink the drink. Yeah. So take that to its logical conclusion. As assume that it was his plan to get the three of them together. Her current boyfriend is ex-boyfriend. What do you, what next? What are you doing with your friend while your parents are on their way home from Christmas? Well, party? I don't, he wasn't, he didn't pull in the ex-boyfriend until the end. That was like a on the fly decision. Oh, true. But I took yeah. it as he was always going to frame Ricky. He was mm. going to have that boyfriend come. He was going to kill him. And he was gonna like, oh, say like he was the intruder. Yeah, exactly. But then he said, I'm going to give you this you know, this drink that Garrett and I found online and Garrett was like, yep, this is the plan and you're going to drink it. And then none of us, you won't remember this tomorrow. You will have so, no idea what happened. So I put that in my notes. Was that date rape drug? Yeah. That what that was? Yeah. So I really didn't want to like even go down this path was, was he planning to rape her? Oh, I don't think so. I think he just didn't. I think that his backup plan was, okay, then she can't remember. But that's a, is, I don't know how the drug works, but doesn't that seem like a long shot? Like, what if she just does remember? I don't, well, I don't know, know how that they, works. It's, so. not like a, it's, it's not like a memory erasing <laughs> thing, is it? It's not like a memory erasing. I think pretty erased. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, have been blacked out before from drinking and mm -hmm. you don't Did, Didn't remember. you hear my rap? No, Rob has not. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines, calling him out for a... Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely glad to say that none of us know how a date rape drug works. So that's yes. really good that we don't have that <laughs> yes, information. Yes. But yes. Uh, yeah, that, that part I was kind of confused because in that part I was kind of confused like Greg of like, wait, what is your plan right now? 
you know, but then once it escalated to just like, okay, he's going to kill everybody. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, it is kind of confusing to be like, okay, what was your A, B and C? What was your backup plan? Or was this the plan all along? I don't know. But uh, I mean, it it still worked on me. You know, I I wasn't trying to dig too deep in this movie. I was just trying to enjoy the ride, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but it did work all the twists and stuff like that, you know, and I think it's same for Laura, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's go through Home Alone and everybody and, you know, uh, what do you think about that? Great. Oh, let's start with Laura. Laura's getting excited. So what do you think about that, Laura? <laughs> the only reason why I'm excited is because we watch Home Alone every year. We actually just watched it a few days ago. And that is something that I have always said. A paint can at that speed from that height flying down and hitting a human being would for sure mangle your skull. And to see it in a holiday horror movie was just like, I was just geeking out. I was like, this is great. The fact that you threw in this Home Alone reference, I am, I am loving this. I mean, it, it was a cool fucking scene as much as like a guy died. Yeah. But the way that the, the paint splatters and then the blood and the red are mixing together. I was like artistically and visually like that was actually a super cool scene. I actually did like that scene a lot. Greg, did you do your homework? Oh my god, you guys have no idea. Let me <gasps> put this oh, up. Oh, this is going to be good. Tell me if you can see this. Oh my god, yes. I figured out the whole thing. I just got to say my piece here. <laughs> All right. Yes. The question is, is whether or not the paint can in the movie swung in the way that it did could explode his head. Those, this is, Okay, we're talking about uh, he throws the paint can off the banister like Kevin from Home Alone and it hits him in the head the guy who's in the chair and they say it explodes his head and blood blood flies everywhere the question at hand is is that scientifically accurate could it actually happen mm-hmm. okay so i didn't really do great at dynamics uh, a couple times but i did my calculations and this is pretty much how it breaks down so if you look at where so i basically i analyzed the scene to get the first thing i need to do is understand heights okay yeah so for the first thing is the guy who's sitting down he's about five six in real life so when he's sitting down based on uh, anatomy his eye level his face level center is four feet mm-hmm. now i had to estimate a roughly how high the balcony is and by doing that i looked at ed uh overbold's uh, oxenbold's height <laughs> overbold and so, oxenbold overbold <laughs> it's the guy from the visit whatever That's his name is rap name. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he's five six, and I, I estimated two of his body heights takes you to the bottom of the banister. So that's about eleven feet. And then I looked up uniform building code. The standard banister height is three feet. So the point at which the rope is tied to the banister is approximately fourteen feet off the ground. That's the drop height. Mm-hmm. Now the second thing, I was like, okay, well this is a big biggest factor is the weight of the object, yes. which is the weight of the paint can. So at first I was thinking, okay, well, are we talking latex, water-based paint, or oil-based paint? Because this makes a huge difference. So at first, you know, so oil-based paint is 6.7 pounds per gallon. But here's the thing is, I was thinking, okay, well, where are we? I think oil-based paint is kind of prohibited in um, some areas of the country, and it is. Six states. However, if you look at the beginning of the movie, when she breaks for that cat in the middle of the road, you look at the license plate, she's in Illinois. Illinois is not one of those six states. However, oh Illinois in 2009 uh, instated a law that says, uh, you know, only like low emissions paints can be sold. So roughly 50% of the oil paints were just outlawed. So then I thought, okay, so it's definitely a water-based paint, right? No. And the reason <laughs> why is because water-based paint freezes at 32 degrees. 
Now this oh. is the, this is the Christmas time, so you're not supposed to use water-based paint at that cold of a temperature. Anything below 35, it gets messed up. So I looked at 2016 Illinois around Christmas time. It was one of the coldest winters in Illinois. Had an oh, average temperature God. of 25 degrees, which means if it was water-based, which is a heavier paint because it has a lot of water in it, it would have frozen. So when that paint can hit his face, you would have either seen like that paint skin pop up or it wouldn't have come out at all. However, when it hit his face, a couple of things happened. Paint splattered everywhere, one. So I'm thinking one and or two things are happening. One, the lid was loose, which means it was used recently. And if it was used recently, it had to have been oil-based so that it didn't freeze when you put it on surfaces. So basically, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lighter paint than you would think it is, okay? So then the next thing is, well, how much paint is actually in the can? And typically people get gallons of paint. That's your typical unit. But if I measured his hand dimensions compared to the can, and he actually is holding a quart's worth of paint. And if you look, there's a little bit of paint drippings on the side, which I assume some of has already been used already. And if you look yeah. at their living room, they actually have a nice fresh coat of yellow paint next to the mm. front door. Hmm. So I'm going to take 10% off and say... You've got roughly 90% of paint in a one quart, which is a quarter of a gallon paint can. So if you take all of that and then you throw it into your uh, energy equations, which you take the gravitational uh, potential energy at the top, the kinetic energy at the bottom, and you factor it all, all in, that can of paint is actually hitting his face at approximately 20 miles per hour at its impact, which is pretty fast. Wow. If someone throws yeah. a paint can at your face at 20 miles per hour, you're like, ouch. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to hurt. That's faster than that car hit that guy in Halloween 3 season of The Witch. <laughs> <laughs> much faster by at least 15 miles yeah, per hour. Much right? faster, yeah. Yeah, so he, I, although what this guy didn't have time to react, I don't know. Uh, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> but here, here, here's the point that I'm getting at is that when you convert that to pound force units, um, it, it equates to 675 force pounds. Okay. Oh. Now I looked up the amount of force needed to break a person's nose. And there have been studies, there have been uh, organizations who look at car safety, and they've determined that it takes roughly 101 to 100 to 200 pounds of force to break the nose of a 72-year-old person, an old person, okay? Hmm. Of course, when you get younger, people have stronger noses. This guy was pretty young. He probably had a super strong nose, but I'm going to factor that out of the equation. So, if it's only a hundred pound force pounds to break a nose and it was generating 675, the can was definitely enough to break his nose. So definitely throwing that quart of paint 90% full at the height that it did definitely would have broken his nose. However, if you look up the same exact statistics for the amount of force required to break your facial bones, it requires 800 to 925 mm. force pounds to break your face, essentially. Wow. So... Uh, the reality of the situation is based on the size of paint and the height that he was at and this guy where he was, it was it would probably break his nose, but it definitely wouldn't break his face and it certainly wouldn't blow up everywhere like they made it look. <laughs> um, I mean if the only, you know if he had if he had filled it up, if he had used a larger gallon, if our boyfriend was seventy two years old instead of <laughs> you know, twenty two years old, who knows if things would have been different. But yeah, debunk. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. You went like Mythbusters on it. But hey, look, look, this is just basic calcs. If someone wants to check my work, go for it. I'm, I'm willing to hear it next episode. <laughs> I'm taking your word for it. Yeah, that was good, Greg. Good job. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
Oh, and by the way, in case anybody asks, I did factor in him pushing the bucket off the balcony. If you're going to take me at zero potential energy at the bandages, I already factored that in. I'm assuming he pushes it off at around 13 miles per hour or so. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Damn. Dang, that's crazy, man. Now, now, what I want you to do, Greg, is before we do our anniversary show, I want you to go back to Event Horizon movie, and I want you to figure out the PSI force to clamp onto that bar (laughs) they clamped onto that you were so upset about. And I want you to figure out if that would work. You know, you got to factor in space. I don't know how gravity works in space. I'm not that smart like Greg. But figure out all that stuff and come back for anniversary show. And we'll figure that out for Event Horizon. We could do another 20-minute segment. Okay, 20 minutes. That's going to take the whole episode. <laughs> don't lie. Like the anniversary episode isn't going to be like six hours long. I mean, oh, we've I know. been adding That's so true. much stuff to it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be epic. It's going to be an epic long, uh, possibly two episode show. It's going to be super crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, like, let's get to the ending now. Kind of the revelation of what this kid's been doing, the way he cleans up everything, his master plans coming to fruition now, you know, killing now his friend and the girl. So did you guys think of the ending? Did it work? You guys can spot out whatever you want. Go for it, uh, Laura. Yeah, I like the ending. I like that he thinks he got away with it all. He There's scenes of him dancing through his house, putting paint and Ricky's blood on everything to make it look like he did that. Um, and then, you know, he has to get into his bed. And the whole thing was that everyone thinks he sleepwalks. So they have this pencil trick where they put a pencil on his door in a certain way to where if he were to walk out, the pencil would fall. And so there's a scene where he's like trying to put it up on the door and he can't quite get it. So he has to go into another room and crawl out the window. And of course, this is when mom and dad come home. And it just had a very like, that just reminds me of a actually a bunch of Christmas movies, you know, it, like even Home Alone where they're running through the airport. It just has that feel like, oh, my God, is he going to get away with it? Yes. Which yeah, is yeah. super fun. And then he just goes to bed and knows his parents are going to find this crime scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I at this point, like, I, again, I'll say it again. This movie has been pretty cheesy, even though I've been in it and enjoying it. You know, I know what I'm in for, though. And then to have it be where she survives and as they're wheeling her into the, <laughs> into the, uh, what is it? Oh ambulance. Thank you. Ambulance and gives him the finger from the window. I was just like, Oh my God, this movie is so funny. Yeah. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Would you like the ending and kind of like all his stuff he was doing? Did it work for you? Uh, it was, I, I'm mostly on board with what you're saying. Uh, Laura, the pace was actually pretty gripping him trying to clean up his mess. And I found it weird to almost not be rooting for him, but being on the side of like, I hope you clean up all your mess. But then you're thinking, Oh, this is the serial killer that just killed everybody. You know, like they've, they really drummed up the pace to like make you want to, you know, like, like you're hiding a mess from your parents before they get home. Mm -hmm. Um, which was interesting. I, the thing I, again, I, I, I wasn't really sold on was some of the lines that he was saying to her about why he was doing this. He goes, Ashley, do you know what it's like to love someone who doesn't love you back? Okay. So sure. He's got some of that, you know, little preteen angst going on. Like we all had that. Right. Um, and then he says some, it's like, okay. So did you just, you killed everyone because, you know, you can't have this girl. And then he gave that story where he goes, Oh, my mom used to tuck me in at night, but then she stopped. And it's like, okay, you killed everyone because your mom stopped tucking you in? <laughs> I didn't. I missed that. Yeah. You didn't hear <laughs> yeah, that, that He had that line in the end, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a... But then he comes back with an interesting line, though. He goes, tell me I messed up. Tell me you're disappointed. Please say something. And, like, I feel like that... Mm. He's probably speaking to the disconnect. Like, 
he's even asking for her to you know speak bad about him and i think maybe his mom is just disconnected from him like she's not praising him she's not saying anything so he just feels separated and he doesn't feel safe and he doesn't feel comforted and yet here you have this girl who comes in and um is like babysitting him and even in like his worst foulest moments where he's drinking champagne (laughs) and like hitting on her unwelcome advances she doesn't shame him necessarily for it she kind of says you can't do that you're in trouble but then she kind of also walks him through the step of like okay well we're at a different age this is inappropriate so i i could imagine he probably feels some comfort in that and maybe he's not getting that from his mom and then at the end when he's you know when his parents come home they find this insane murderous mess around the house do you guys remember when you're looking through the window and his mom's like cradling him Mm-hmm. and he's smiling yeah. it's almost like a, a plea for attention again and she's she's back again and i feel like he thought that he was successful and then right after that he looks down and like you said laura when she's alive the, the ashley's alive getting wheeled into the empty she gives him the bird like i busted <laughs> up i was like yes that was amazing it's it's such a unique way to end with just the protagonist surviving, like there's no immediate resolution. It's just enough to feel like, okay, well, you know, it's over now. You're screwed, buddy. Yeah. You know, without, you know, a lot of movies, it almost feels like it's either it's one person kills the other person. And then, you know, the, the person who kills goes home, but this was like, oh, they both lived, but something, you know, it's, it's over. You're, you're busted. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love the hmm. ending. All that said, I, I really think that they brought it back uh, for me. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, for me, I put in my notes like this is the origin story of Norman Bates. Like this Damn. kid has this kid has so <laughs> many mother issues, and that's why he's just lashing out and doing things like killing the hamster. Another good line to you know being like a psychopath, killing animals, you know yeah. stuff like that, and and being all like ultimately he just wanted his mother's attention. As much as like we're talking about this now maybe this was the plan the whole time from the beginning was to kill everybody so he can get his mother's attention. Like this was all about him and his mother, not really about the girl that much. Yeah. He, maybe he did truly like her. Maybe if she would have said yes, he would have been like, great. We can date now. Yeah. He wanted her attention first, but then yeah. always goes back to his mom. Yeah. yeah. He's like, ultimately I have my mother then, you know, like straight Norman Bates, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I thought the ending worked. I, I liked the ending. I loved the whole you know, the music is playing. He's dancing around, cleaning up stuff, putting fingerprints on people. I had like flashbacks to like Ocean's Eleven when they're like revealing yes! like how they got away from things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know this isn't like a flashback, but it's just the the way it's paced, the music. Yes. You're like, you're almost like digging it. You're almost like, oh, cool. You know, which is funny. But uh, yeah. Did any of you guys catch the little after credit scene? Oh, no, I didn't oh, see it. Oh, Greg. I Don't never tell Greg. Don't tell Don't him. T- should I, should I watch it? No, because no, I think you'll get me. mad again. <laughs> no, nah, no, go for it, Loris. Tell him what it is, Laura. Tell him what it is. The after credit scene is it cuts right where the movie ended. And the boy turns around after he sees that Ashley's still alive. And he's supposedly talking to his mom. And it's just a quick scene where he goes, Mom, can we please go visit her at the hospital? I'm very worried. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's going to go and kill her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, to me, it was more like setting up a sequel. Don't ruin it. To me, it was like setting yeah. up a sequel. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it reminded me of like Happy Death Day, too, when yeah. like that whole scene is like in a, the whole sequel is like in a, in a hospital, you right. know? So, like, maybe that's a sequel. He goes there, he tries to kill her, and they have a whole movie about that, you know? But, 
But uh, yeah, I thought the ending worked. The after credit scene I thought was cool, actually, being like, oh, shit, it's not over yet. You know, Norman Bates revenge, you know, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into the acting then. you know, what do you guys think of the acting overall? We touched on it a little bit, but I feel like we should have a big conversation about it. Um, Greg, do you want to go first? Yeah, you. I hope you guys agree. Um, Olivia DeJong just killed it, I thought, in this movie. She just, she seemed like, I don't know, a pretty, you don't, oh, I guess not. Okay. Well, to me, I thought she was the best with the exception of the dad. I feel like the dad was kind of my favorite actor because he was funny. He's funny. I loved how he delivered those, those dry, humorous lines where he's completely emotionless, but you know, inside he's absolutely giddy to say what he has to That's say. That's the only role he ever plays, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, he's so priceless. I just feel like he went in and handled. So he's my number one. Um, I have to say, uh what what is his name um the kid the Luke? guy the, the kid from the visit oh garrett oh mm-hmm. yeah ed oxenbold mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> when the when the scene show uh, opens up and he turns around i was like angry to see his face <laughs> <laughs> just because of the visit and it was like it bubbled up so many bad memories of hating that movie but i have to say uh, he he changed my mind oh, good. Like, halfway through the movie i thought Wow, I can't believe the the kid from the visit is like the voice of reason. Mm. He's the one trying to talk him out of doing all this bad stuff. Yeah. He actually has really good lines. Um, he has that one line where when they tie up Ashley, he jumps on the the bed and he's just like reveling in the pillows. And he goes, "It's like marshmallow yeah. everywhere." <laughs> For whatever reason, that was um that was funny. You, you've me. been there, Greg. You've been on your couch thinking of marshmallows like that. Man, when you've had a long, stressful day, just, just jumping into a cloudy, pillowy bed of marshmallowy pillows is just that that helps. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. What about you, Laura? What do you think? Or do you have more Greg for the acting? Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing is obviously uh, Levi Miller, who plays Luke. I am split on his acting. Cause oh. I, I think that he did a, he did a really good job. I think technically he is so sound. But the problem is, is I just think that his whole shtick was just so ill-placed in this movie. Like, it didn't fit to me. It just felt like they were forcing, like, uh, uh, what was the movie after the visit we watched, Laura? Funny Games? Funny Games. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were trying to make a Funny Games with younger, more annoying kids <laughs> and trying to turn the kid into a serial killer with smooth, cool, dark lines. And it just, again, you guys know I don't like things being forced. So while he was just so good, and I'm sure he has a bright you know, career ahead of him, it's just for whatever reason, it, it, it pulled me out. Mm. Wow. Well, that's crazy. I feel like Laura is not agreeing with some of your reasons there. So Laura, does any way I can like get win the rap now? You can, see, you can see Greg is not in the right sound of mind, you know, right? You know. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like I am the complete opposite of you. You didn't like the dad? Oh no, I do love. I love Putty. Come on, it's Putty. It's Putty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I and actually, you know what, Greg? I did read some reviews because this movie. We'll talk about this later, but it does have a very high review. And so I was looking at you know, what people have said, and everyone is just like, oh, Olivia, so-and-so, she killed it. She killed it. And I feel so bad, but what, excuse me? She did not kill it. I thought she was way better in the visit. I thought her acting was so bad. I thought every line was just like, oh my God. You know, she's like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna call (laughs) so-and-so. Get behind me. I'm carrying a knife. I mean, I just was like, oh man, I am not buying this at all. Whereas the kid, I thought he was 
freaking perfect. And I will say that I thought that Ed Oxenbold, I'll agree with you. He did a way better job than in the visit this time around. And I loved his character. I loved that he was almost like the quote unquote bad one of the friendship. Like he was the one that was smoking weed and yeah. talking mm. about girls. Yeah. So like, I loved that between them because when you find out exactly to what degree of a psychopath Luke is, it's almost like you can see Garrett, he's feeling that, you know, the second half of the movie, he's just kind of laying around quiet. Like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe my friend mm. is capable of this. And I, I thought both of them were just so solid. I really did. But I, yeah, I, I was not buying her, her lines. And I will say that wow. one of my biggest negatives of this movie is that is how she handles him when it all comes to light. And mm. she's like, she's tied up and she's in danger. And she's just like, you're in so much trouble. I'm going to tell your mom and your dad. I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what you would say if you were in that situation. Like, come on. I can agree with that. Even when he was coming down the stairs after the paint can scene, she had the gun. She didn't pull the trigger right away. I was thinking, why didn't you just immediately try to shoot him? It was just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we all have to take Laura's, you know, opinion on acting so much more. She's Daniel Day Laura now. She's our, she's our <laughs> acting, our acting star. You know, I mean, now she's like multi-talented. She can act, she can rap, she can podcast. I mean, dang, Laura, you're like a trifecta now. Wow, Rob, you're really pulling out all the stops to try to get that whip. Wow. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe there'll be a, maybe it could be a correction at the end of the end of the pot or something like that. You know. Uh. <laughs> But I'm right there with you, Laura. Like, I I didn't despise or I didn't think she was a bad actress at all. I thought she was fine. I thought she was solid. Nothing, you know, nothing superb like people were saying online. But yeah. I thought to me, like, the kids stole this movie. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just can't believe, like, it just didn't work for you, Greg. It's so crazy. Like, he was good. He was good. So it's not that his act, you don't. It's not that you're against his acting, Greg. You just don't like the character. Yeah, let me put it this way. It's like, imagine someone someone taking a, trying to recite Shakespeare lines in a comedy. I don't know. It's just, it didn't it didn't meld well. I didn't, and we'll talk about why. It's like, I, I guess a lot of it comes down to, to motive for me. Like, he was such a good actor. I, I believe that. But the problem for me was like, maybe you guys can answer this. I was never sold on the fact that he was capable of all this. Hmm. His mom seemed a little bit off. Yeah. Okay. His dad seemed fine, but he didn't live in any kind of like apparent economically disadvantaged situation. You know, he's in a nice home and, and a fairly nice family. He's got stuff. I mean, it's not like, okay, obviously people who live in wealth, it's not like they can't have their own mental demons to contend with. Right. But I mean, to be a murdering sociopath, I need to see better causality for that. Like show me why rather than just flip the script. And I, I, I mean that very literally. It just seemed like they flipped the script and they wanted to get a shock value of, oh, let's see how we can get a, a preppy guy. He had a button up shirt, nice little cardigan, whatever. Let's see how we get a preppy kid to be the murderer. And it was shocking, but it, it didn't gel for me. So that, so when he delivers these really cool lines, um, and he had some good ones and it was dark and it was clear that he was supposed to be a psychopath. I'm just like, oh, why? What, what, what's the evidence for that? Even when I got to the end, I felt that way. I can kind of understand that, actually. I mean, he has no, you haven't seen anything of any, in, any indication that he is capable of all of that. Yeah. Like how many of us can say that, okay, maybe our parents or parents growing up uh, didn't pay as much attention to us as we would have liked. 
okay? Or didn't, you know, cuddle us enough. And, you know, we all ha- can have our gripes about that. Are we going to start killing people and killing animals? No. But then if there's a reason, well, what's the bridge between A and B? I Show me it. And without showing it to me, all I see is he lives in a beautiful suburb in a nice house. He gets gifts. He's got a silly friend. There's nothing more to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I mean, for me, I was just more or less talking about the actor. Yeah, it's it's hard. And I feel like it's mixed for me. It's like when I see a good acting job, but it just doesn't meld. I feel like it takes away. But I, I won't deny the fact that he he did a really good job. He killed it, too. He I mean, he could definitely play like uh, an older character. I don't know. Maybe when he gets, you know, a little bit older, he could even play someone in their 20s or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think like Laura said, just going from the beginning of this movie where he's just like an innocent child, Mm -hmm. you know, and then to, you know, the twist of this movie when he's starting to reveal he's a psychopath and the end of this movie when he's dancing. And I just feel like this kid does like the whole gamut of emotion and all the whole time. I believe it. I understand it. Like it all makes sense to me. And I, I thought it was he was solid all the way through this movie. I really liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our ratings here now, you know, as Laura talked about, I wanted to reveal the Rotten Tomatoes here because uh, they are they are higher than I expected, but they're drastically different too. So uh, the critic score for this movie is eighty nine percent, the very high critic score, but then the audience score is only sixty five percent. So that's a huge gap. That's a big gap, you know, and and I went through some of the some of the reviews because I wanted to see I want to see more what the negatives were about, you know, Um, so I pulled two of them here. So one of them was just by an anonymous person, a a negative audience review that said uh, the trailer for this movie makes it seem completely like a different movie, really unsatisfying, unsatisfying and ridiculous plot. So that and that's something I was continuously reading a lot of the people, a lot of the audience people that didn't like this movie. They were upset that they didn't know what they were getting into. Because hmm. have you guys seen the trailer? Did you guys watch it at all? No. no. The trailer depicts the whole movie as home invasion. Wow. You know, it's it sets it all up as that. And that's all you know. Hmm. So when this movie does the twist halfway through, it's shocking because nobody expected it. Hmm. But I feel like that's such a shitty thing to give this movie a bad rating because you didn't see the twist coming. Like I didn't, I thought, and I read that a lot. A lot of people said they were upset because the trailer was something different than they watched. Yeah. So I just thought that was really dumb negative thing to say. something you would say why you don't like a movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? That should be a, well, I mean, unless you're making it into like a comedy or a drama or a romance, Mm -hmm. as long as you're still within the realm of horror, who gives a shit? I mean, Actually, I would give a bonus points if they can subvert your expectations. Yeah, so I don't I know agree. why that's such a big deal for people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the other the other uh, review I have here is another negative review. This is from uh, an ENC. He's another audience member uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. He said uh, the twist the twist is decent, but the protagonist and the sidekick are two annoying little cunts. Home Alone, Home Alone, Home Alone is more enjoyable and more violent. <laughs> That's, that's basically what Greg said, but in a much worse way of saying yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You can't forget the fact that he's like at that age where his voice is cracking. So everything he says, you know, is just, isn't this exciting? Okay, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with that? That's real life. That's yeah. It is real life, but it's just annoying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Exhibit A and Exhibit B. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's funny that's funny yeah <laughs> i just read that because i wanted to say the word cunt. <laughs> it's funny yeah 
<laughs> yeah, so let's get to our ratings now. We've heard we've heard the the Rotten Tomatoes. We heard kind of a little bit of why what people are saying about it. So let's get to our ratings now. So let's do one to five ratings, and you can get into positive negatives if you want. Let's do one to five. Let's do how many paint cans? How many paint cans do you <laughs> give in this movie? Um, so Laura, do you want to go first? What's your ratings here? Yeah, I'm giving this a solid three paint cans. I mean, I I don't think it was like some great movie that deserves a four or five. I just thought it was super fun and silly, albeit cheesy. And um, I I'm giving it a three all because of that kid. If mm-hmm. you know, if the movie was just Ashley, this would not have done so well. So <laughs> how many how many paint cans are you giving Ashley? <laughs> Jesus, one. One to the face? One to the face? Wow. <laughs> no, not one to the face. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Greg. So so what about you, Greg? One to five, would you give it? You can get into positive and negatives if you want. Yeah, I don't have much to add on positives and negatives. I will say extra positive. I did like the music. They mm. threw in some Christmas uh, tunes when the guy from Stranger Things was hung. They popped in Carol of the Bells. Mm, yeah. which was, it was really cool. Toward the end, like you said, when he was cleaning up his mess, the music got really suspenseful and I was kind of like on board. Interesting. And then at the end, when she gives him the finger, it's like, joy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. I cracked up and that like lifted my spirits for the movie. Mm. So despite all the negatives I had, like, I feel like, okay, it took a while to get to the point that he was acting out extremely, you know, because his mom neglected him. Um, and the idea was cool to me. It's at the same time, you know, I don't know. A lot of it, it fell flat, but they brought it back at the end. So I'm going to give it three paint cans. Nice. Wow. Still three. That's crazy how Laura, I mean, how Greg really didn't like two thirds of this movie. And Laura is pretty on board for almost the whole thing. And you guys end up with the same score, though. Like, that's crazy. So it did so well at the end, Greg. It raised it. So let me ask you this, Greg. If the ending wasn't something great, if it was just kind of mediocre or whatever, what do you think your rating would be? It, it would probably go down to maybe two. Two? See, I think it was it was definitely well crafted. It kept my attention, mm-hmm. which uh, you automatically have to give it points for that. The set was well made. The house, I felt like I memorized the kitchen and the living room pretty well. The upstairs, it was just it was so well shot and well crafted. You have to give it just points for that. And it was original. So I mean, like compared to traditional horror movies, I was kind of like, yeah, it's okay. It doesn't really yeah. meet the bar. But like for a quote unquote Christmas horror movie, which I don't know that I've seen that many, I felt like it was definitely just well crafted and when all yeah. is said and done really unique yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense i mean yeah i think i'm right there with you guys and i think we're going to be in total agreement this is a three to me you know uh, it it does so many things really well and surprising and and the twist got me and the you know the the it's enough christmas to make me like enjoy it in mm-hmm. this time of year and and i i really feel like i might watch this movie like every like christmas time like this might be my christmas go-to horror movie it'd be home alone and this and you know mm-hmm. i watch those fun. you know back back yeah. to back and it would be fun and you know and, and and especially like maybe watching this just in the background throw it under the background you can like hear the music as you're cooking or something like that making some eggnog like it'd be fucking cool you know so yeah i actually enjoyed this movie a lot the kids great twist the ending rocks so yeah, I'm right there with the three, you know. Yeah. We should yeah. we should send this movie to all of our mothers so that they watch it and they hook us up with some better Christmas gifts. Like, <laughs> I need to pay attention to my kid a little more or else he might become a crazy psychopath. Well, my, my mom listens, so uh <laughs> yeah, my mom listens, so she's gonna hear this anyway. So she's gonna hear me say Greg sucks cock, so that's not gonna be good for me. But uh we actually you don't want your mom to listen, Greg. You don't want your mom to hear this episode. No, I don't, no, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> 
um yeah so that's uh that's it for for the episode this week as far as breaking down this movie goes uh next week is our conjecture choice picks we got that coming up next week our second Yay. one you know first time was thanks killing you know thank you trevor again uh now we got, <laughs> we got trevor does not listen to us anymore <laughs> <laughs> um so how did we not throw him into any of our raps that's oh man <laughs> remix that's true that's true yeah so uh so remember to keep sending us in uh you know emails for our next conjecture choice you can hit us up conjecturing pod at gmail or twitter instagram at conjecturing pod so uh so laura do you want to reveal next week's conjecture choice pick yes i'm super excited this pick comes from listener Lindsay. we talk about her all the time so we had to pick her movie next and this she actually submitted this back in may so it has been a long mm. time coming super excited this is 2006 is <laughs> 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 yeah, you were so articulate in that rap. What happened? <laughs> oh man! I'm leaving all this in too. No, you're not. Oh, I'll no, see. you're not. You better say I win. You better say I win the rap then, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave all this in. Mm. I'm gonna block right. you now. <laughs> 2006 is Silent Hill. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is what Lindsay said. She said, my dad was supposed to take me to see Happy Feet and my brother wanted to see <laughs> Silent Hill. And instead of splitting up to see two different movies, oh. my dad decided it was okay for all of us to see this one. Oh one my of God. my first horror movies and one of the movies that got me into horror, it holds a special place in my heart. And I think she said she was like maybe sixth grade. So pretty mm -hmm. young to be oh seeing a movie like this in the movie theater. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> Between Happy Feet and Silent Hill, <laughs> what a great, what a great dilemma for your for a father to make that decision. <laughs> oh man, that's so I don't understand funny. how the obvious answer is. It just go to Happy Feet. I know. Oh right. man, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. So so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to watch it next week. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. So uh, yeah. So I'm excited to watch that one. Um, yeah. So, you know, lastly, remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast, wherever you're listening to it on and check out the other great shows on the slash and cast podcast network. You can check them out slash and cast.net. Um, this has been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember horror subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Happy holidays. Good night, everybody. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>
you had a daughter on the trade of Busan, she'd be invisible to you like Ellie County Air Pollution. You'd misplace her. You'd look like the Overlook Hotel furry got mixed up with Peter Brady and a turkey baster. Chugging pea soup, grinding Laura's gears. Crying Dexter, contestable extraterrestrial syrupy tears. Spitting weak fire, you a bland dragon. I'm Aaron Rodgers, you're Wilson Mahomes, or whoever else these days you're driving your bandwagon. Tell us, Rob, what's the real fantasy league? Care to divulge? Is it Santa's sack, an alien probe, or David Bowie's bulge? Man, you must be hitting the bong with all the love of that Justin Long. Tusk in his thong. You and him stuck in 99, still bumping the thong song. The next time you pick a good movie will be the day Rudolph retires. You need to get locked up for 15, start making gingerbread lattes for Michael Myers. So, yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing, keep them picks ringing. Yo, 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 what's up? Or should I say ho, ho, ho? It's Christmas time and I'm here to flow. So get up, get a move on, get your groove on. It's a DR, the R-O-double-B, the demonic podcasting guru. Just call me Pazuzu. No gifts or jolly, just horror movie picks. One of our hosts fucks it up every week like a bag of uncircumcised dicks. So, yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Let's go. Greg, your picks are drone growing alone, bare bone. They flow like shit cologne, kidney stone, blood from a shattered fucking jawbone. The only thing worse is you watching movies on your fucking iPhone. So check the flavor that I'm bringing. The motherfucking R-O-double-B will keep the motherfucking picks ringing. So yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing. Keep them picks ringing. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Greg, M. Night called, he wants his picks back. He also said to lay off the crack. Sniff something else, the advice he told you. Just not the happening again, unless you want us to pwn ya. Your movie picks are more split than night. Everyone witches you would pet cemetery a kite. Most of your explanations come off as bare. They're just as fucked as Josh Hartnett's hair. So yo, yo, let's go. Keep them picks ringing, keep them picks ringing. Let's go, let's go. You horrifically underrated Kusama's The Invitation. You were probably sniffing more of the Happenings carnations. Laura's gears are grinding like a drink garnish from her plantern. You better watch out, she's also lighting a red fucking lantern. Your chances of jacking me are slim, G. Cause I rock from sun up until Santa comes down the chimney. Ho, 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 and so as I continue to flow. Cause yo, I'm just like a flying fucking Christmas bow. One last thing before I'm out, I rung a friend to give a shout. Yo Graves, you vouch for this elfish fool? You'd have more fun with Bagul in the pool. So jump out that coffin and into a box. But don't forget to yell, Greg sucks cocks. So yo, yo, let's go. Let's keep them picks ringing, keep them picks ringing. Who the fuck wants to hear two white men rapping? Let the boobs show these dudes what the fuck they lacking. Guys, your movie picks, they straight hard to bear. Annoying as fuck like Josh Hartnett's hair. Graves, you must be dead because you never take a breath. Your segment never ends, I'm straight bored to death. This Christmas rap is anything but snowy. I'm making my impression like the bull John Bowie. Double, double, toil and trouble. There's an echo in here, Rob. I hate to burst your bubble. You say everything twice, Rob. You naughty, not nice. Please, dear God, just once will suffice. Now this train to Busan is pulling up the station. Lost boys, you're gonna scream at this invitation. Your necks don't breathe, cause it's all happening. This mama ain't frozen. I got the shining. Pour the schnapps how I like it. I got that sweet tooth buzz and steady feeling ready. Time to spit the truth. Guys, I'm just playing, gotta give you a nod Cause it's nothing but love on the conjecturing pod Let's fix him out I don't mind being on Justin Long's dong